I'm Dave. And I'm Nancy. And this is Middle-Aged Wisdom. Where we talk about mistakes we've made. Lessons we've learned. And sharing things we think are super cool. So you can get closer to living your best life. Welcome to episode nine of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom. Let's start with a question. What if you stripped away limitations on your life? They could be financial limitations. They could be logistical or geographic limitations. They could be naysayers, people around you that say or do certain things that limit you in some way. Now, some of these limitations could be real or perceived, but... If, if you stripped those limitations away, what might you do differently? How might you live differently? Would you choose a different career? Would you live in a different place? Would you make different choices about how you raise your children? What would you do different? Today's episode is about possibilities. Not letting your own imagination limit what's possible for your own life. We always talk about creating your life, making it exactly the way you want it to be, what kind of obstacles are in your way? And chances are, it probably has a lot to do with your mindset and you. We both grew up in small towns. I grew up in a small coal mining town in Pennsylvania. Uh, and I, I grew up in a small town in rural Nebraska. So it was basically two square miles surrounded by cornfields and cows in all directions. Ironically, our town was about two miles, too. I think it's odd that we were in different states and we grew up the same exact way. How many people were in your town? About like four to 5,000. Yeah, I, I had four or 5,000. Well, I think I had 5,000. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and we had like we had like three stoplights. And I think we had, uh, gosh, we had a few fast food places. Which, right. did, did your town have fast food places? We didn't have fast. We did not have the glory of having a Dairy Queen or an A&W root beer like you <laughs> But yes, yes, we did have those. We had lots of mom and pop shops that were amazing, um, great pizza places, um, great restaurants, family owned, um, and I'm really proud of where I grew up. Yeah, me too. It was a it was a good upbringing, small town life. You know, you could ride your bike around the whole town by age I don't know eight or ten, and you kind of had the run of the place. Because where were you gonna go? <laughs> right, can't can't go very far. Yeah. The interesting thing about growing up in a small town, though, is that there are obviously not as many people, right? And so not as many career choices, not as many people in general. Your exposure to people is just different than if you grew up in Denver or New York City or somewhere like that. Yeah. So like the type of jobs that people have in the town, the type of different lifestyles you get to be exposed to in a small town like that is just it is just going to be more limited than in a bigger city. And so you do have to use your imagination a little more coming from a smaller town to have a different idea of what might be possible for your life. Right. So I'm a dentist by trade, right? And Dave's an engineer by mm -hmm. trade. But in my mind, dentistry is just one component of my life. Um, I have so many other things. I feel like this is just scratching the surface and this is just the beginning of what I'm supposed to do with my life. I feel like I am supposed to mentor more people. I feel like I need to be exposed to more people. I need, I have more to give. I have more to do with my life. And that's just a small piece of it. The dentistry part? Right. Yeah. So it's like, 
we're in our 40s and it's like we're still just getting started. It's that mentality. And so I think the point, though, is that it isn't just about your upbringing, about having a, a having a you having to use your imagination more as a kid growing up about what's possible. But the same thing also applies as an adult because, you know, we're not finished creating ourselves and having intention to create our life as we go forward. You know, so wherever you're at right now, don't let your own imagination limit you. Right. Yeah. The sky is the limit. Yeah. So when you are listening to this, the rest of this podcast, and we're telling you stories, we want you to think of something in your life where you are limited. So maybe it's a career and you're not totally happy with where you're at. Maybe it is um, where your living situation. Maybe the people around you, your neighbors, the people that you interact with aren't giving you motivation. Maybe they're bringing you down. Maybe they think that you're crazy with some of your dream dreams and ideas think about those things. And I want you to kind of focus on what can you change out of those things to put you on a more direct path to what you really, really want in your life? Uh, getting back to the small town thing. So I just want to share a brief story about uh, my dad, my dad growing up uh, and, and maybe how he had a little bit limited idea of what was possible for his life. And maybe, maybe he missed out on some things. So my dad is one of the, he is hands down of anybody I've ever met in my life and gotten to know, he is the most talented artist I've ever known. He's so talented that I had come up with this children's book and storyboarded it a while back. And I asked him to draw pictures of a cheetah and a sloth and they were friends and eh, just kind of jot down some things that might go with the book. The next day he had every scene finished. I mean, that is how quick it comes to him. He just puts it on paper, thinks of it, and can just do it. That's how talented he is. Yeah, he can just think of something in his brain and just draw it. But he can also do paintings, and he does found object art, um, found object art now. But he never, he never was an artist for his career. He never really got to do art and get paid for it until he retired. And he's never really expressed any sort of regrets about that, but... One thing I find really interesting is one of my dad's high school classmates was, uh, and he grew up in Sioux City, Iowa, so a little bit bigger town than where Nance and I grew up. It had like maybe 100,000 people, so a few more stoplights and fast food restaurants. But he went to high school with a guy named Ron Clements, and Ron Clements went on from Sioux City. He somehow made his way to working for Disney, and he ended up being the director for The Little Mermaid, for Aladdin, Moana, The Princess and the Frog, and went to the same high school as my dad. And I sometimes wonder what could have been possible for my dad's career in the arts. And the thing he always, he told me when I once asked him about it was he said he didn't want to be a starving artist. Now, the thing about that we have to understand from context is his parents were World War II refugees. They didn't have a lot of money when he was a kid. He talked about being barefoot on the farm sometimes when he was a little kid. And you know, so that was a very real thing and not something to sort of, I don't know, take for granted, but you never even tried. I, I think that that's the thing, though. I've listened to so many um, speakers on the Mindset app. I've talked about the Mindset app before. I like to listen to it when I do my walks in the morning. They talk a lot about preconceived notions of what you think you should be from where you're from. And I think it doesn't matter. I think it doesn't matter what country you're from. I think it doesn't matter if you live in a small village now, if you're from a big city, a small country town. I don't think it matters. I think what matters is your desire and your will to be better and to do better. 
I have heard stories of people in that same situation, and they grow up in a household where their parents are self-limiting to their kids. We don't do that. We don't make money like that. Those are rich people. Those are people that, that's just not how we grew up. That's just not us. Yeah, that's how that's how the parents talk. That's how they hear their right. parents talk. Yeah. Right, and then those kids grow up thinking, believing that, mm-hmm. that they can't be that person. Yeah, almost like they, they ingrain a pedigree that's not really, that's non-existent. It's fictitious. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's totally false. I think that if you put yourself in front of the right people, and if you have that drive in you, you can do it. Yeah. So clearly Nance thinks big. <laughs> I think she, thinks, she thinks very big. I think really big. And, and with that line of discussion we just had, I don't want to discount that different people have more challenging sets of circumstances that True. they find themselves in. There's, you can't sort of discount that. At the same time, you know, some of the limitations that we may have may be perceived more than reality. Right, right. Yeah. right. I think people can come out of it and I think that they can they can do it. I, I have firm belief that you can you can be anything you want to be. Yeah, so Nancy's big into uh, self-affirmations, aren't you? <laughs> I love self-affirmations. <laughs> if you saw our closet, I literally have, I've talked about our boards before in some of our Instagram posts, but I will do boards. We usually do them for New Year's. That's kind of our New Year's Eve thing is what are we going to do for the new year? <laughs> in 2020, we did a new one yeah. <laughs> because some of those goals just weren't possible. We had to pivot a little bit. So we did a new one and it sits in my closet and I look at it every single day when I pick out my clothes for work or for whatever I'm doing that day. And it is a constant reminder. We also had them on our refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And so um, things when we open the fridge to get something to eat, there it is. You know, our goals and our list of things of um, positive affirmations that we have in our office. We have them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The photos that we had prompting this podcast was this is just the beginning. And that's a piece of art that we have. um, And I truly believe that what we have right now, present day today is the least we will have and the least we will do in our lifetime. Yeah. You're just getting started. We're just getting started. That's right. And That's so right. are you, whoever's listening to this. That's right. That's right. So you had an interesting experience recently with the gal you um, interacted with on Instagram. Oh, yeah. She, um, well, I was part of this group with Tony Robbins. And this gal, her self-limiting belief was that she couldn't talk in front of people. So she couldn't, she was really, really embarrassed to post anything on social media. She was really embarrassed to put herself out there and talk in front of people. So she set a goal for herself, which I think that this is pretty cool. 30 days, she said she was just going to post whatever she was doing that day. So she's done dances. She's done positive affirmations. She's just talked about her fear and her anxiety and what it does to her on a daily basis when she wakes up in the morning. Um, She feels that kind of gut-wrenching turning of her stomach, just thinking about talking to other people. She has a really big social anxiety. And this Um, is even to put something on social media, she feels that anxiety? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So for 30 days, she said, every day I'm going to post at least one thing. Mm -hmm. And she stuck to it. I think she's on day 15 now. She has a ton of followers um, because I think so many people relate to her. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like my mission in life sometimes is to bring people up. Um, I find that even in dentistry, when I'm with people, I feel like I'm always trying to be positive and always trying to have them 
have a better outlook on where they're at or what they're doing. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily even have to do with their teeth. Sometimes. You've got some good stories we'll get to on another podcast someday. (laughs) I mean, sometimes there's life things going on with people. But for me, I feel like lifting them up is is part of my mission in life. So I had sent her a message. The gal on Instagram. On Instagram. and, um, And I said, you know, I wouldn't even know you were nervous except that you told us. Mm -hmm. If you just put it out there, your voice is so confident and your message is so pure. I can't imagine that you're nervous. And so she wrote back and she was just expressing her gratitude for even reaching out and saying something. And she said, thank you so much. Um, I'm building my confidence more and more every day. Um, I really appreciate you reaching out with your message. But I think that that's a good idea is to put yourself out there because you don't get to your dream goal, your dream job, your dream place, wherever you're supposed to be without taking a little bit of risk and some self-belief. Yeah, and I think with that gal, the types of things she was posting and talk talking about were very relatable in that everybody can relate to that feeling of vulnerability or anxiety about getting started or putting yourself out there. But I think that's something to take away from this episode as well is that if you're going to try to do something great that's different than where you're at now, it takes a little bit of guts and some some vulnerability too. And it's gonna it could be something that uh, the people around you aren't used to. It doesn't fit some sort of mental model, mental model that they have for you, for whether it's your job or what they associate you with or where you live or whatever. But you have to have some guts to to have the courage of your convictions that no, I'm going to do this. Right. Yeah. Totally. I was going to mention that made me think of um, this guy recently had reached out to me to do an interview for a dental podcast. He's yeah, a dental podcast. There's another podcaster reached out to, to Nancy. Right. And he was mentioning, you know, he had sent me some questions. And whenever somebody reaches out to do an interview or to be on another podcast, we always want to make sure that our mission and our vision is the same because we definitely have a certain goal for what we talk about and what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, he sent me some questions and he sent me kind of his story. And it really grabbed me. I I thought it was really cool that where he ended up and how he ended up doing um, dental, basically dental marketing. Mm -hmm. And he said, can you um, be on my podcast? And and I said, well, send me some questions. So everything looked great. And I said, absolutely, I'll do this for you. And after the fact, he said, I was so nervous to get in contact with you. And I went back to Mel Robbins. And for anyone who doesn't know Mel Robbins, uh, she's you know a, pod, a podcaster and author, and I actually get to see her uh, be a keynote speaker at a national conference I went to once. She's just she's just really great, and she's got this thing called the five second rule. Right. And the deal is, uh, if there's something you're nervous about doing, or you need some sort of trigger to get you to do it, to get you over the hump, to actually even getting out of bed, I, even getting out of bed, or like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go work out this morning. Right. She does this thing, and it's a countdown. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's in her brain. She'll count down five, four, three, two, one. And it spurs herself to action. And so this podcaster fellow, what did he do? Right. So he so he said, I, I went back to Mel Robbins and you know how she does the five second rule. I did that. And then I pressed send and I sent you the message. I thought that was very vulnerable of him to do. And I think that it speaks to so many different things about things that might scare you or risks you might not take. But I think in his head, he was like, hey, if I don't get her on my show, what's the worst that can happen? She says, no. Yeah, that's right. right. I mean, it's kind of like dating. 
Yeah. What was vulnerable to him of him to ask you to be on his podcast and vulnerable of him to even then tell you that story too. Right. But yeah, with the dating thing, it's kind of like if somebody wants to ask another person out, they like somebody, but then they're like, no, they'd never want to go out with me. And they don't, they don't summon the courage right. to ask that person out. It's like, you're, you're not even trying, you're not even getting out there. And, and really it's, let that person decide they don't want to go out with you. Don't decide for them. I mean, maybe they'll say yes. Right. Like, and then, you know, what's the worst they're going to do is to say no. And I know that might be a little crushing, but <laughs> you, you definitely aren't going to get to go out with them if you don't even ask. Right. Yeah. And same thing with a job, I think. I think that if you're looking for a career or a job and you feel like maybe you don't meet the criteria, at least give it a shot. At least try because regret isn't fun. Yeah. You know, I think that when you think about it, you don't want to regret not doing something. So I think it's always good to at least give it a shot and try. Mm -hmm. So the next story I want to talk about, and this is along the lines of the positive affirmations, but it's about a friend of mine that used to live in Colorado and she would do these body readings. I think that that's what she calls them. Body readings. I think so. Mm -hmm. And does so she attach a bunch of electrodes to you or does she? No. No, no, no. She's just very intuitive, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you go into her office and she had done them for a bunch of gals in our area. And we all kind of went in at the same time individually, but at the same time. And she would sit there and kind of just ask you some questions about your life. You know, where are you at? What are your aspirations? And when I had this done, it was in the doldrums of my life. So podcast number one, when I talk about all the things that went bad with my business, um, she basically said, when I see you, all I see around you is bigness and greatness. And so I look at you and I just say, wow, like you won't believe where you go with this journey. And how long ago was that? It was probably, let's see, it was 2000, like 15 years ago. So this was like right when your business was like at risk of failure. Right. You have this body reading and that's what she tells you. Right. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Apparently thing. you didn't see my bank account. Yeah. Um, but, now, did she tell that to all the other people in your group? Or she you... might have. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> I think it's taboo to talk about it afterwards. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like going to a psychic and you don't, t you don't tell anybody else what they said. Yeah, but but what did this what did this mean for you, though? Like... For me, it, it was almost the beginning of that positive thought and it almost gave me a trigger to just kind of think wow I wonder what life does hold I wonder what it does bring and I kind of just started on this positive path and then you know what happened like within what a year of that happening is when I was approached to purchase that second office mm -hmm. and that was where the magic happened that's where my whole life like really began with where we are right now yeah, but so part of it was having your radar open to the universe of looking for those opportunities and believing that they're going to come your way and that when right. they do, you're going to have the guts to take advantage of them. Right. right? And open up your mind too, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that when you're very closed-minded and you're very stuck in what you're doing, I feel like you can't even see anything else. All you see is, I'm going to work tomorrow, I'm going to work the next day, and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to make dinner. And you don't really see past that, right? It's just this narrow focus. Mm -hmm. But I think that when you have your mind open to all these other possibilities, you start to see what can possibly be happen and maybe dreaming a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. So to some extent, it's about having intention around some of these things about what's possible for your life and, and actually going and making them happen. So another thing to ponder is, you know, we're talking about not limiting your imagination. At the same time, if there's something you imagine for your life, sometimes your imagination could be um, incongruent with what the actual experience might be, depending on what it is. So uh, a big thing I'd like to tell people is that if there's something you want, whether it's career, living in a certain neighborhood, whatever, whatever it is, find somebody that has what you think you want and then go and talk to them about it and see if it really lines up with your imagination. You know, is that is that really true? Right. So that happened with one of Dave's um, good friends is that he really thought that he wanted to go in this direction. And then he found someone that has that job. And he was like, I'm just going to call him and pick his brain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually used uh, LinkedIn, which is a really good networking tool, social media networking tool. And so my friend, he started cultivating relationships through LinkedIn, just starting completely cold. And he had this company he wanted to go and work for, and he cultivated relationships over the course of about six months. And at the end of it, it resulted with him getting a job there. And for his him, dream job, he calls it, though. Yeah, for him, this was like his dream job. And he got there, and it turned out to be what he really thought it to be. And he made those connections through LinkedIn, which is great. Right. We do the same thing a lot in our dental office, not during the pandemic, of course, but in the past, we've had several people come in and they'll want to go into dentistry and they come through and they kind of observe and kind of get an idea. Out of all of them, we only had one that didn't end up going into dentistry and he was totally, he just knew that this wasn't for him. He was a newscaster. <laughs> so it was like a younger guy that younger guy. was thinking of going to dental school Yes, and he came in to shadow you guys? Yes. And, and, and how I said, long what did you think? A day. He a did day. it for a day. <laughs> day and he's like no and then you know like i don't know six months later he's on the news <laughs> and then six months later he was a newscaster yes i'll tell you who it is later oh that's great wow now i'm really curious <laughs> no so it's, it's super valuable because like you'd hate to go through all this vulnerability and uh perhaps money and whatever it might be and then get to the end of that and be like wow this is not what i thought it was and right this isn't for me. We just had a dinner party the other day with some friends and same sort of thing happened with the husband of, yeah. of this couple. And he was just mentioning that I think I want this job. I was asking him how his job was going. He's like, I think I want to change. I've been looking at ideas. And he's like, but you know what? And the superficial part of it, I think I want it. I, I think I would like it. Mm -hmm. but I don't really know. So Dave had a good idea and yeah. he was mentioning that. Yeah, with it was this job he was imagining. He wasn't even sure if it was a real job that existed. And I was like, go look on LinkedIn and see if you can find somebody with that job and just connect with them. So we come back to bringing it back to you. So out of the things that you think are roadblocks, why can't you get to exactly where you want to be? I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. None of this happens overnight. But what are the steps you can take? What's the path um, what kind of people can you talk to to kind of see what kind of lifestyle you want? Yeah. So and, be picky about those people you spend your most time with because they then have a big impact on, you know, where you choose to go. Was it Jim Rohn that said you're an average of the five people you spend the most time with? I think so. Yeah. I think it was Jim Rohn. Yes. Yeah, so you're the average mm -hmm. of the five people you spend the most time with. 
So be on the lookout for limitations, whether they're real or perceived, and in, and in particular, any naysayers you may have around you, and make sure you at least find some people that help lift you up and, and can help you on your way to wherever is, whatever it is you're trying to get to. And if you ask a bunch of successful people, if you um, surveyed them and said, what is the number one factor in getting to where you are right now? I can guarantee many of them would say self-belief because it's the one thing that if you don't have, you will not get to the next level. So start believing in yourself. And I think that you'll be very surprised with all the possibilities. And change your idea of what's possible. <laughs>